Hi, my name is Tina, and I talk a lot. A lot. So I figured I may as well put these vocal cords to good use. You know what? This isn't my first podcast, but it just might be my last. See, my passions are probably not unlike yours. They're plentiful and kind of all over the place. I can hardly be defined by one area of expertise when it comes to my business. And I love things like wiener dogs, a good game night, and books. All the books. So honestly, it just made sense to brand me. This brings us to the show. Tina talks a lot. I think you may just get a kick out of it. I imagine small business is going to be a topic that we discuss on a very regular basis. As you guys know, uh, Tina Talks uh, business, small business, um, is a little bit of a theme we've been rolling on. And, And the reason is, is that I dig small business. It's what my heart beats for, uh, the people, the process, the the messy stuff, the awesome stuff, the celebrations, all of it in between. And I'm certain that there are a number of you that feel exactly the same way. Uh, You as coaches, you as service providers for small businesses, there's a reason you love this industry or that you're working with this industry. Um, You must love it or you wouldn't uh, be in it. And so... uh, Something that has been um, a part of um, my story um, in a positive way and a negative way is a business plan. And I, I share this with you because I know that I know that I know that most small business owners have not set up a business plan. And I also know that there are medium sized and large businesses out there that seriously, don't have a business plan written down. So no guilt. This is not a podcast to throw guilt at you whatsoever, but to give you some tangible tools to be able to get stuff right, get the process going, make sure you've laid the foundation of a thing or two. And today we're going to walk through that. We're going to walk through what your business plan needs to look like. And I bet it could possibly go on one page right now if you don't have one at all. So grab a pen and paper and let's start sketching. And I tell you a pen and paper because this doesn't need to be a big old typed out thing right now. If you're fresh and new to the business plan world, just grab a paper, grab a pen, your favorite one, and let's go to town, okay? So there are gonna be uh, six or so things that we are gonna map out today while we're discussing discussing your business plan. So first, let me tell you a couple stories. When I first started out uh, Tenacious, my branding, brand and marketing company, we uh, had a business plan. We legit had a business plan because I knew that I did not want to do this business alone. And I knew that I needed to be able to show other people to um, some sort of plan so that they would want to join me on this crazy journey. Uh, More of it was like just coercing people (laughs) to join me more than even to be an employee. And at that time, when I started the company, I just had contractors. So I wanted to share my vision of what I was doing, what I was up to. And it was a simple plan. And some of these things that we're going to talk about today is what was on that plan. Now, I can tell you that For some crazy reason, uh, that thought of a business plan flew out the window as I started other businesses and I started them built on uh, passion and also started them based on uh, falling in love with the potential of what that business could be rather than actually planning it out. 
So failing to plan is planning to fail, right? So I'll say that again. Failing to plan is planning to fail. And I have a, I have a failure, a business failure under my belt. And again, I'll tell you, there was no business plan. I was in love with the potential of that business. And uh, I thought, I can rock this. I've already rocked a business before. Well, it was a little bit different of a business. So let's jump in. First off, we just need a section of the overview. Just what do you do? What is your business about? Who do you serve, right? We're going to go into that even a little bit more, but an overview is just truly going to be like, what makes your business tick? Uh, Really why you do what you do. If you were on this show right now and I was interviewing, which I would love to, by the way, um, I would... How would you introduce yourself? So this is going to be your little introduction, right? Your overview of who you are, what you do, and just truly the basics of that. Simple as that. Something you can explain to just about anyone, right? Number two is products and services. And this may seem obvious to some of you, but I can't tell you how many people that have been sitting in my office and they still don't know what, what they are going to offer people. They know what they love to do, but they haven't packaged it up. Uh, They do not know what they're charging, what they're they're truly uh, offering people, right? So really honestly, just for organizational purposes, we need you to list out all the things you are going to be doing for your customer or client or what products you're going to have. This is really easy to kind of map out to say, you know, write down all of them. Like, for example, um, at Tenacious, you know, we do a strategy, we do consulting, we do uh, branding, and we bring that down to even doing business cards, and we do uh, management of some social media, uh, CMO services, we connect with people on all different, you know, things, basically being uh, their marketing department, but they can step in in different ways. Um, in that journey. They can be doing different things with us, um, you know, depending on how they come in. Some people come to us and say, hey, we want to get started with just a business card, um, or we want to get started all with our whole branding, or can you help us with this or that, right? So every way that someone could come into your business, we need to write that down, and even the next steps. So that might feel super overwhelming, and if it does, it means that you probably have too many things that you're offering, to be honest. And so you're going to want to scale that back, and you might be like, Tina, I've been doing this forever. I can't do that. Yes, you can. I've done it. I've eliminated services. I've gotten rid of things that are no longer serving me or serving my client like I'd like them to. And so reduce, 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 right? Um, There are story after story of people that actually niche down their services and niche down their um, perfect uh, client that succeed so much, so much more than if they were trying to offer everything to everyone. So your products and services. If you have a chance to make a service feel like a product, like an online course or naming uh, a coaching package or um, you name it, Those are great ways, um, great things that you'd want to outline right now, okay? So your products and services. Now, we've already gone over two. You have your overview and you have your products and services. Now, I imagine that it's going to take you a little bit longer (laughs) to write these out. You may want to push pause. You may want to do that work. This is definitely not a podcast that you're going to start um, doing while you're uh, driving in the car. So move on to the next one. Uh, This is definitely a sit down at your desk sort of uh, podcast. 
Next up is your sales and marketing plan. Now, you've got your overview, you know what you do, you you know somewhat know who you serve, we'll get into that a little bit more, but you need to understand how you're gonna actually tell people about it, right? So this is gonna be a mixture of your online and your offline game. So I say game because it is a little bit, you're kind of maneuvering around like what works for me, what doesn't work for me today, um, or this week, or this month, and I evaluate that on a really regular basis. I look at my calendar to see what is truly no longer serving me, what events maybe that I no longer want to attend, or I'm just not all that excited about heading to. I don't even want to get in the car, right? Uh, and I do the same when I talk about social media. So uh, if I, like, I don't even want to go on this social media site anymore, then why am I doing it? So as a small business owner, guess what? We have the privileges to be able to choose those things. As you get into bigger business, you sometimes don't have those choices. So uh, eat it up. Uh, so it's your sales and marketing plan. Now you may be like, Tina, that sounds way too easy. Sometimes it is that easy and we're overcomplicating so much of this. So in this section, section three, I want you to write down where you're going to network online and offline. It's going to be a huge part of your marketing plan. It truly can be that simple. Now we're going to you know, break that down. And I'm sure we'll do that in future podcasts as you guys uh, reach out and ask questions. Uh, but based on, let's say you uh, put in your marketing plan that you want to be active on Instagram. Well, now we're going to need to have an Instagram plan. So I hope that makes sense. This is just really your overall marketing plan. And then as far as sales, you know what the product services that you want to offer, right? You know that you want to offer maybe coaching or you uh, want to offer maybe a mastermind, but how are you going to sell it to people? Is, are you going to do more stuff um, online? Is it going to be, uh, are you going to collaborate with people? How are you going to do that? And that is truly a mixture of why sales and marketing goes together so stinking well. So the thing is, you need to know your prices, right? So you might be thinking, Tina, holy cow, this is so much to go over. Yes, it is. You truly need this little bit of business plan. But if you just take it chunk by chunk by chunk, it will be way easier to figure out. Okay. So number four is market analysis. Now, you might be like, Tina, that sounds like really kind of snooty and something a little bit silly, but it's honestly definitely a part, like an essential part of that business plan. Now, um, you're going to want to see here, like the state of your uh, industry, your uh, where, whatever area of business that you're actually in. So some of you on here I know are in direct sales, for example. So in this instance, you're going to want to look at what are some of, uh, you know, how are people um, coming to you? How are they coming to the competitor? Um, and your competitor, as much as you may not think so, is every other person um, that's doing exactly what you're doing or even similar to what you're doing. You know, we're going to get in next. I'm just going to sneak peek. Number five, we're going to talk about, com you know, competition and um, what, the, what the industry is about in that way. But truly, this market analysis... Um, is going to just describe like the trends of this uh, industry that you're in. You know, is there some projective growth growth there? Is the industry already really big? Uh, you know, I, as many of you know, I love uh, doTERRA essential oils. 
And the last convention or leadership I believe I was at, they talked about the saturation level in each state. And even in the state of Utah, where doTERRA and both doTERRA and its largest competitor are, are based out of, the saturation gap is still insanely low in like the single digits uh, by percentage. So there is a ton of uh, room for growth in that. And we know that natural health is uh, general, you know, in general, is growing. We're in a healthier state than uh, we have been for a very long time. And so you're going to write down just some of these things. And it could be that you do a little bit of research, you, uh, you know, go a little deeper than even just uh, the good old Google, um, but do some more research on your own. And, and you also um, just go by your, your gut, like, where are you at? Like, I know I could um, in a positive light can say that the, um, you know, branding industry absolutely needs me, that there are uh, small businesses starting all the time. I can see what those stats are and to see that my market is wide open uh, for helping uh, small business owners help them with their branding, right? So it can be that easy. Again, this doesn't need to be something that is so extreme, but just a little bit of uh, a section on that market analysis. Um, and then also identifying your target market, your target customer, your perfect ideal client. And I love this. This is something that I've dove into a ton of different times in uh, all my online courses that I've created in, in all the work that I've done, but understanding you know, truly who that person is that you uh, want to be working with. And that isn't just like, hey, how old are they? You know, where do they live? That sort of thing. But it's truly more about their their character, their values, you know, personality, all of that. And when you can dive in deeper to that and you can get super niche, that is going to be amazing. And, and there's more than likely an underserved uh, population and, and group of people that you could definitely jump into and be that person for that group, right? And gosh, does this seem vague? Um, <laughs> I know it seems super vague because uh, you're not sitting in front of me. So you may have some questions based on your industry and I'd love to help you with that. I always am open for scheduling a call um, with anyone on my uh, on my podcast. And so just reach out. Uh, you know all the beautiful places to find me. Uh, number five, competitive analysis. So here's the thing. You know that you have competitors. They're everywhere. Uh, and you know what? It's funny because a lot of times people come into our office and start telling me, you know, I don't really have any competition. No one's doing exactly what I'm doing. But you know what? Someone else is spending money on something really similar, whether you think it is or not. Like, for example, I know I have tons of competition in the branding world. I have tons of competition in the oil world. It's no surprise to me, especially with my consulting. There is a business coach on every single street corner at every single networking event. You're sitting next to one, right? So I know that there are a lot of people in this space. So I really, truly need to figure out always how I'm different than them um, is is who I'm serving the thing that differentiates me? Is it how I'm serving it? Of course, we are all unique in some ways, right? Um, but we really need to show that. Now, the competitive analysis is more like, who are my competitors? What are they doing? And looking at it from a very um, positive light, like they're doing this really well, not necessarily like I'm doing this way better than them, right? And so when you take it from that approach, you can look and see what are they doing super awesome? And then what are you doing that is also awesome but different? So here's a, 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 an example 
larger businesses that most of us know is Walmart and Target. So we know that there is a big difference in these two businesses, right? Like that's what we feel when we walk in there. It feels different. Um, when we shop there, when we see the prices, when we see the products, everything um, is very different. But you can go in there and buy a shirt at each place. You can go in there and buy some groceries at each place. You can go in there and buy a bike at each place, right? So they have a ton a ton of similarities, but they have differentiated themselves. Um, we can, there's so many differentiators, but for example, cost is a big thing. Uh, Walmart is known as the low cost place, right? Target is, is not necessarily known as that, even though sometimes things are cheaper there, right? But they're more known as the quality piece, right? So I don't know anyone that, uh, uh feels, uh, I guess, um, one way, like, oh, I really like both, right? You either like one or you like the other, or you shop at one or you shop at the other a lot of times. And so they are, you can bet, uh, Walmart and Target and other um, businesses similar to that are comparing themselves to each other in a competitive analysis to say what really truly differentiates us uh, from this person and is going to help you so much to acknowledge that you have competition. Of course, Target could be like, oh my gosh, they're not even in our league. Or Walmart could say that same thing, right? They're not even in my, our league where we bring in so much more money, blah, 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 right? So uh, doing that competitive analysis is going to help you because if it helps a larger business, it's going to help you as a smaller business. And moving on to section six is your financial plan and your budget. So I see this happen a lot where a small business owner starts to invest in adding people or, um, you know, vendors, helping them with things, uh, outsourcing stuff almost immediately. And if you have a, you know, nice little nest egg and, and you're willing to, you know, invest um, a good amount of savings and, and to do that and to know that it's going to, you know, potentially take you a while to uh, grow uh, your business, that's totally fine. Um, you've made that decision that you know you're going to have um, people alongside you. But for for a number of small businesses, more than likely you're going to be doing quite a bit of these jobs on your own. So an example is design or content writing uh, for your social media, creating your social media, right? That's something that we do at Tenacious. If a brand new, brand new mini business came in um, and they truly had not yet started working with clients, they, they really didn't have a total track record on all of that, uh, I knew that there really wasn't a budget in place, there is no chance I would sell them on our services. I would give them clues, um, and not even clues, but I would give them an idea of some of the things that they need to be doing with their uh, branding and their, their writing, and maybe tell them to take an online course or two, mine or someone else's, and have them kind of go on their way. Once they get in a spot where they do have, uh, you know, uh, some money saved up and they have consistent clients. And then I'm going to say, hey, guess what? You're ready. You're ready to invest in, in some of these different things. And you know what? Even then, there's a chance that I'll say, but wait, do you have this in place first? Okay, do that first and then come back to me. So this, again, may seem a little bit on the vague side, but I think you guys will get a general idea of setting somewhat of a budget to say, you know what, I know that I need to make X amount before I can do this. And so you're going to be a little bit more of a timeline of things, especially if you're starting out brand new. Let's say you're 
you know, mid business range, right? You've been, you know, in, in business five or 10 years, maybe even three years, you've been here for a while. Um, you know, uh, potentially what you're bringing in on a monthly basis right now, you know, a little bit of what, what it would take to get you to, uh, that next level. If you have a consistent, let's say for the last six months that you've been, uh, making a certain amount, you have a little bit of extra, then let's create that plan on what it is that you want to spend that money on, or maybe you actually want to pay yourself, right? Uh, it's crazy how few, uh, small business owners are paying themselves. And I pray that you are not on that road, that you do have uh, an amount that you are sending over to yourself. So that is going to be what you're going to want to put in that financial plan and budget. You may be forecasting a little bit, which is another just fancy word for planning, right? So you're looking at next year or in the next six months or the next uh, rolling six months or whatever that is on what your plan is based on your marketing, based on uh, the things that we talked about above things that you know that you differentiate you and then you're going to write out that plan simple simple again all of this could definitely be um, what you uh, put on one sheet of paper so again you're going to do an overview you're going to do your products and services you're going to do your sales and marketing plan your market analysis your competitive analysis and last but not least your financial plan so if you have any questions in this journey, we have this beautiful group um, called the 10%. And that 10% group is on Facebook. It was created uh, because 10% of the workforce in the United States is entrepreneurs or they are entrepreneurs, which is pretty darn awesome. I love being able to be a part of that 10%. I'm so happy you are. I'm so happy that you're a part of uh, this little this little group of us that are rocking out this small business world. So the best of uh, planning to you, not the best of luck, but the best of planning to you as you map out this simple little business plan uh, to get you really truly on the right path. So honestly, you're not just out there floundering, floundering in what you're uh, to do in your business on a daily basis. So I hope you guys have a fabulous day. I hope you have a planned out fabulous day and I can't wait to connect with you again.